Hey everyone, my name is Al Westerman and welcome to the Sanctified Savage Podcast. Today on the show we have Dave Jones, a dear friend of mine, and that's what we talk about. We talk about friendship. We talk about what it means to be a friend. The idea behind the podcast is to cultivate deeper relationships, to be able to go beneath the surface. I mean, I love small talk as much as the next guy, but deep, meaningful conversation is one of the keys to enjoying your life. It's Your wealth is determined by a lot, your health and your relationships. And if we can work on deepening the quality of these relationships, we will enjoy our, our life a lot more. We'll be able to process the things that are happening. Now, a lot of the things in this podcast are addressed to men. And the reason why that is is because I see that women do this significantly better than men do. On a whole, they're able to be more vulnerable with each other and able to go beneath the surface better. This, I think a lot of things in here still do apply to women really well. It's just addressed to men because I feel like there is a significant need in that area. I would also like to encourage you to check out some of my past episodes. Episode 1 is with Dr. Gary Schliffer from Evolve Healthcare. I was very honored to have Dr. Gary come on. We talked about stress management and how we can rewire our brain to be able to deal with stress better. It is I was blown away by the content that Dr. Gary was willing to share. We've also talked to Jen Klusterman just a few weeks ago. I mentioned this in the podcast, and that was all about how this pandemic is affecting young people and how to fight for good mental health and how to have conversations. We talked to Josh Garland some time ago about masculinity, and that is uh, another topic I think is very important. Was it toxic masculinity, whether or not masculinity itself is toxic? Without further ado, here is the interview with Dave and I. Hello and welcome to the Sanctified Savage Podcast. My name is Al Westerman and I'm here today with a good friend, Dave Jones. Hey guys, pleasure to be here. Yeah, so Dave and I met around five years ago. I had started a new job at Living Hope Church. Dave was going to that church and then we met at a potluck, I believe. Everyone beforehand was just like, you know, Dave and I are the two young guys that are spirit-filled right. and full of right. piss and vinegar and all this stuff. And Locked so, eyes from across the room and that was the moment, you know. <laughs> and, and so people were like, you got to meet Dave Jones. And then I think people were saying something similar to you. And so yep. anyway, Dave and I finally met. And one thing that was really neat is that Dave and I became very fast friends. We had a very um, instant connection. Yeah, we connected on several different levels on uh, on a spiritual level and on a friendship level and enthusiasm level and and just different things like that we're also both really huge on encouraging people it's true which is another thing we bond on now one of the things i noticed really quickly about dave was that he viewed friendship differently and i believe that he has a lot of things that he does intentionally that if we can add into our lives we will see much deeper relationships we will get past the surface because so many times with dudes we just stay on the surface it's true and to to be able to go deeper in that and some intentionality and we're, we're, we're going to be talking a bit about that kind of stuff so dave do you want to just like take us a bit through your story and you know where you sure. started and how you've gotten to develop some of these systems sure so i grew up in new zealand i was born in wellington um when I was about nine, uh, my parents split up and my mom brought me and my sisters over to Canada. I went from having a lot of family and good friends in New Zealand to moving to Canada where my mom's from. 
and uh, had basically no friends, had no cousins um, over here. And it was a real challenge. And I found myself trying to make friends with a lot of people who already had a lot of friends. Mm. And uh, I got a really great piece of advice from my dad. Um, he said, make sure you look for the outcasts. Look for the other ones mm. who are struggling and go to them. Yeah. Don't try to fit in with the popular ones, but, but go to them. And so I, I began a pursuit of trying to make friends. And uh, it really was with the, the outcasts and the wild ones and made a lot of great friends who have been lifelong friends since then. But it's been, it was and continues to be challenging to some people. They don't see it nowadays, but it's still a challenge to make friends and to maintain strong friendships. Mm -hmm. And so I've, I've been through the ups and downs of life and I've found different friends in different seasons. And I've found uh, brothers who have been able to walk through it all. And the Bible says um, that a friend is good for a time. Uh, but a, a brother is born for a time of adversity, adversity yeah. and that is so unbelievably true. Proverbs seventeen seventeen, yeah. Proverbs seventeen's got some great stuff. Yeah, yeah. And just to just to touch on that for a sec, I have found that to be so true. Is when because I I gravitated to that uh, when I was in high school and even before then is just to be friends with the outcasts. I had yeah. I actually had lots of friends, but I also just felt a calling for that. And, what I've found is that they are some of the most neat and authentic individuals. Fiercely loyal. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah. people. And it's it's a beautiful thing as well because what it does is shift your perspective away from me, me, me. Am mm -hmm. I good enough? Will they like me? All this other silly stuff. And it shifts your perspective onto who is that person and who can I be to them and how can I help them? What can I do for them? And really, honestly, shifting that perspective from the selfish me and what do I want to what does yeah. that other person desire? And often those people are, are desperate for a friend. So they will have that perspective as well of how can I be a good friend to you too? And that mutual yeah. friendship, that's that's the uh, the unicorn that exists out there, especially in male friendship, right. is that, that, that friendship that really is mutual. It goes both ways mm -hmm. and you're there for each other, not just one for the other. There will always be seasons in life where one person requires more or can give more than the other person. But the truly beautiful relationship, especially for men, is when you can find another man who is a brother who will always be there for you and you can always be there for them. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, we absolutely need that. Yeah. Uh, just one thing that we might need to clarify. I don't know. Yeah. But you said you were from New Zealand and people listening are like, well, why doesn't he have an accent if he was there until he was 10? You want to just explain that real quick? The science behind it is uh, that between 9 and 12, you develop your accent. And so I moved here when I had just I turned 10 about a month after moving here. And so lost all my accent quite quickly unless uh, I have had a few drinks or unless I'm very <laughs> tired. That's when the, the accent still slips out occasionally. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah, when when we started becoming friends, we would we would meet for coffee or actually the first time we met was for a burger. And That's right, uh, Harvey's makes your hamburger a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And... Something that became very evident was that you weren't just about shallow conversations. You weren't just you weren't just there to to talk about the weather and sports and stuff like that. You wanted to get into some deep waters. That's right. And and so is is this just something natural to you, or how did you like? What makes you want to do that? So I spent the first probably twenty years of my life putting on a bunch of different masks and doing everything I possibly could to try and fit in with people and be accepted and loved by people. And in that pursuit, I became incredibly exhausted with the shallowness of a lot of people and a lot of their friendships and a lot of their relationships that were occurring and their conversations. 
And so when I became a Christian, I really just felt convicted to be just genuinely who I was, to drop all the masks, which has been a journey. It wasn't just an instant thing. Um, but it was a beautiful thing. And as I did so, I really wanted to help other people to do so as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So I pursued real genuine conversation and asked deep questions to try and understand who people really were, what was really going on in their life, partially because I lost my mom uh, four years, three, four years after moving to Canada mm-hmm. to uh, brain cancer. And that happened. She was about 36. So just that reality for me of you don't know how quickly you can lose someone or or how short your lifetime can be. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to waste a single moment of it. And so if shallow conversation will help me go deeper, I'm happy to do it. But it's not what I'm content with doing all the time. I really want to know people and know where they're at, even if I just have a brush conversation with them on a plane or in an airport or hmm. at church i wanted i want to know that that person knows they were cared for and someone really wanted to know who they were and and the way that you do this is so effective as well you don't just begin by asking for them to right. scrape the recesses That's of their right. soul yeah you start by sharing your soul you that's start right. by sharing your struggles that's right you actually you, a lot of the time that's what you do is yeah. a gateway is to share your struggles like when and we can edit this out one no. of the first things you said is like hey i struggle with porn yeah and and you know we, we were in there for uh, a really yeah we, we've had many great conversations with this and you're very vulnerable but in you sharing hey i have this struggle I have been able to share things with you that's right. that I haven't shared with anyone else that's right. because you opened yourself up like this. That's right. There's, there's great freedom both for you sharing and somebody else then sharing with you. Um, but there's great freedom when you're able to just bring things out into the open, into the light, as the, the Bible would say. But the concept of it's no longer hidden. It's no longer mm. something I just deal with on my own. And uh, that was modeled for me by an awesome man, Josh Dickey. And uh, when he got up in front of our entire small, like really conservative church at one point and shared on his struggles on porn when he was preaching. And I was so blown away by that. Mm. And it really was a big step in me starting to experience a lot of freedom and a lot of um, just support and an ability to have conversations around pornography and all kinds of other struggles in our lives. And recognizing that when we're real and vulnerable with those struggles, there's freedom in it for us. And it also really opens things up for other people to be able to share. Yeah. And there is so much healing in that. There is. Because when we when we keep the, the truth inside of us, we have we have this narrative that we tell yeah. ourselves, right? And the narrative that I have told myself is that they won't understand. That's it. And if they if they hear it, they will think less of me yep. and they won't like me. They yep. won't. They they won't accept me. No. If they knew this about me, I can't share it. I'm That's not it. safe to share. And then to for me to be able to share with you, yeah, s- some of my greatest shames. Yep. And for you on the other side to have acceptance and love toward me. Yeah. It was so revolutionary. I, I want this for all guys. That's like right. we have to be able to. You don't need to have. 20 people that you can right. share your heart with, but yeah. you've got to have someone in your corner. So this is where I'm going to point a finger right at you listening and say, <laughs> listen, this is an encouragement to you. Yeah. In First John, it talks about, we know what love is, not because we loved him first, but because he first loved us. Yeah. In our brokenness, while we were still sinners, mm. he loved us. And I think there's beauty in that, and there's beauty in the sense, it's not just his love, but he also shows us his grace and his mercy, God does. 
and we can show that to others, but we also first have to be willing to show it to ourselves. We have to be willing mm-hmm. to be gracious to ourselves and forgive ourselves and not dwell in our shame. Yeah. But as a great friend of ours as well, Adam Shevsky said, you have to focus not on the thing you don't want to be, but the thing who you are and mm-hmm. what you are and what you want to be, mm-hmm. which is a Christian's identity, right? Yeah. It's, it's who God's created us to be. Who does God say that you are? Exactly. Yeah. And if you focus on that, then you pursue what you want to be so much greater than you try to avoid what you don't want to be. Yeah. And the same thing goes in conversation. That mm-hmm. if you have that opportunity to share your struggles, your challenges, Absolutely. your hurts, all those frustrations, anything, your shame, then it's out in the light. Somebody else can share with you. It doesn't ping pong around in your head anymore. Right. Whether that's writing it on paper, whether that's having that conversation with someone, both ways are great. But the conversation is 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 massive. And when you're willing to do it, it it helps you and it opens the door for someone else in a massive Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you, as you said, these, these unicorn relationships, yeah. right, where I am caring for you and you are caring for me and yeah. I am lifting you up and That's you right. are lifting me up and we're encouraging one another and we're sharing with one another. This is, this is one of the things that we need to thrive. Amen. And, and you, were, you were sharing with me uh, earlier. I, I didn't even know this. You were sharing me that men actually have a, a touch requirement That's that right. goes beyond their spouse. Yes, studies have shown that platonic touch for a man is actually incredibly important for their emotional and mental health and development. Um, but so few men are willing to do that. Um, I experienced it when I was in Peru uh, on a missions trip. South Americans and a lot of other cultures are a lot more willing to do that. Okay. They give like a handshake isn't just a handshake, it's a hug, right? Okay. And uh, But here, here in Canada, there's just such a, it's interesting when we talk about social distance. Um, and not in current context, but in the context of everyone's got their comfortable level of where they, like if yep. you take a step, step, step closer to someone, eventually they'll be like, uh, they'll be uncomfortable because mm-hmm. different people like to be closer or further away from each other. Mm-hmm. And if you look at South American or European cultures, it's way closer than North American. We keep a big distance yeah. between us when we talk, when okay. we engage, um, and this body language stuff, but, mm-hmm. but the men need that physical touch. They mm-hmm. need a bro to give them a handshake, to give them a pat on the shoulder, to give them a hug, to mm-hmm. rustle their hair after a boy's done a, a made a great play, you know, that kind of thing, right? Like you got to yeah. encourage each other and, and they need that. It's not, and it's specifically platonic, not just from a spouse, not just from a girlfriend, not just from um, someone who you're in a relationship with, but, but from just a brother, from a friend. Yeah. There, there is a barrier of touch, right? Yes. With some people, you can remember the first time that they actually reached out and touched you. It's, right. it's a really interesting thing. And, and it's usually, you know, just like a, sometimes just even like a touch on the arm or something like that. It's like, a Oh yeah, that was nice. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's a really very simple thing that we can yeah. do, but it's a need that we all have. And especially during this time where everyone's so afraid of distance and all That's this right. kind of stuff, it is something that we need to fight for. Because it breaks down barriers, which is so beautiful. Um, the, the willingness to give a great handshake or to pat someone on the shoulder or give them a hug is similar to being willing to share your shames, share, share your fears, share your struggles in conversation, be vulnerable because it breaks down boundaries. And it allows people to start to become closer together as they recognize we're less and less separate and we're more and more similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is uh, adventure. Yeah. Mean, adventure can have a whole bunch of different 
ways of, uh, of of presenting itself. Maybe it's a hockey game. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it's mountain biking. We've gone some mountain biking adventures together. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's uh, a meetup. We've had meetups together. You know, yeah. w- whatever it might be. But like, you know, what what have you experienced with uh, being being a brother, being a bro, uh, with in terms of adventure and sport and game and play and you know all that kind of stuff. There's a beautiful concept that when somebody is under stress or pressure, um, you really get to see who they truly are. And I think God's given me a great gift of being able to see not just who someone is, but who someone has the potential to be. Yeah. And I, I cherish that gift. And Absolutely. so I especially love sports. Um, and the guys at my my hockey uh, group can, can note that after a game, we'll come in and encourage them all because mm-hmm. I see the good plays they made and I see potential in them after every play, even though it's just pick up hockey. To me, I see something special in that, and that's not just hockey. That's whether we go mountain biking or whether I'm going for a hike with friends or whether I'm going on a missions trip with people, uh, playing any sport. Um, when people are really pursuing, when they're trying, when, when they're giving it all they've got and a lot of inhibitions are yeah. out the window and their guards are down, you really get to see who they are. And I love to encourage that out of them um, to really speak that and, and say, man, this is who I see that you were in this moment of challenge, in this moment of trial. Because there's this concept as well, I've heard, which is beautiful, which every every man needs a dragon to slay, mm. right? And it feels like in our society nowadays, a lot of men don't have dragons to slay. Yeah. So they pursue that online or they pursue that through, um, through porn or the relationships or through drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. Um, we get discouraged and we, mm. we try and numb ourselves. But there's a beauty in acknowledging a challenge will help us to grow. A challenge will help yeah. us to be stronger. A challenge will help us to... Um, really become who we've been made to be. Mm. And and that's something I've cherished in my life is taking those adventures, taking those mm. challenges and allowing them not to paralyze or cripple me, but instead to say those things will help me to grow. And one of my greatest motivating factors for that is that I know it will have an influence on my children and because they learn more from what I do than what Absolutely. I say. But Absolutely. it's also for my brothers because I do it for yeah. the people who go um, behind me and, and who I get to call up and say, hey, Come alongside me. I see this in you. I want to encourage this in you. I've been willing to work through this, so I want to share with you what I've gone through. Let me encourage you. You can work through your stuff too. I want my ceiling to be your floor. Yeah. I want you to achieve so much more than I ever could because I want to back you. I want to, I want to see you thrive in that. Mm-hmm. And we need more men who are willing to do that, more men who are willing to come alongside other men and, and go on adventures with them yeah. and encourage them. Speak those kind words. Speak those encouraging words, right? Yeah. Um, and, and be willing to give each other a handshake, a hug, a yeah. pat on the back, right? A pat on the bum. Good game. That's right. Know? Good we, game. We, we, we got to do it. Yeah. I just want to talk about this whole slang and dragon thing. I, yeah. I, I hate to, you know, quote Nixon again, but, uh, they, they went to the moon not because it was easy, That's but right, because it was hard. hard. That's and right. it was something that was going to use the best of their energies and skills. Right. We, as human beings, we need something that is going to bring out the best of our energies and skills. That's right. You know, if you, I heard a saying once, if you want something done, ask someone who's busy. Because the people who are busy are the people who are going, they're the people who are going to be doing more because they feel the motivation to do something. So having a dragon to slay, having a a challenge ahead of you in, like if we look at sports, yeah. that's a challenge. The other team is, is in, to a lesser extent, that dragon that we're trying to slay, that dragon that we're trying to compete. And so that's right. there is this absolutely beautiful camaraderie that happens yeah. in sports. And I 
you know, some people as they get older, their bodies start to break down and it's yep. harder to do sports. Yep. But, you know, there are some ways around that as well. Very much so. Uh, check out Knees Over Toast Guy. And, uh, <laughs> and another aspect, another, uh, more of a literal dragon to slay is prayer. And right. there is something so special about doing battle yes. with someone. Yeah. You know, when, when you and I go into prayer um, to pray for someone, we are doing battle against the spiritual forces. That's of this right. World. And, and there is a camaraderie that happens there. There That's is right. a binding and a bonding. That's right. That is rare to get in any other context. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, going to prayer for a brother, interceding for a brother is massive. And even when you don't see the results of that immediately, um, you know that you, you're having an impact. And, and your prayers are heard, and you're really stepping up for them. And that's a very powerful and a very beautiful thing. And for them to know that somebody is doing that for them as well is, is massive. Mm-hmm. And to, to recognize that words are great, but prayers are even greater because you recognize mm-hmm. the real, true, long-lasting impact that those will have. Mm-hmm. You ever tell your friends you love them? All the time, <laughs> yeah. And as, as somebody said today, they were saying, it's not just love you, man. Um, it's I love you, bro. And, uh, it's so much harder to say. It is. It is. There's, there's the, the Paul Rudd movie might be controversial, but I love you, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's just, there's that it's a lot of people are uncomfortable saying that. Um, but it really is a beautiful thing to say. I love you, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, King David, uh, was willing to go and put his hand underneath, um, the thigh, right. Yeah. When they were doing the, the covenant there. And I mean, that's a whole lot more intimate yeah. than I love you, bro. <laughs> and so saying, I love you, man. I love you, bro. Um, those words are powerful. Uh, and they mean you know a lot. Someone, you got someone in your corner. It is, it is. And it might seem uncomfortable at first, but it's beautiful. I mean, it took a long time for me and my dad to be able to say that to each other, but it's beautiful. And it's taken a long time um, for a lot of my friends to become comfortable saying that. But the more it happened, mm-hmm. the more beautiful it was. And I was willing to be the one who was awkward at first and did yeah. it. And then more and more people did it. And don't be afraid to be the first person to do something either, because I saw a great video in college. Um, it was of a guy, uh, there was this kind of, big gathering on a hill and people were listening to music and hanging out and one guy got up and started dancing and it was this time lapse and it showed he got up and started dancing and then like one or two other people eventually joined him and then they sat back down because it didn't catch on but he keeps going and it's like an hour later all of a sudden <laughs> almost everyone there is up and dancing finally and it's like be willing to be the fool be willing sure. to be the one who takes the risk who takes the chance because you have no idea how much that can set somebody else free. So yeah. If you're struggling in your life, if you're struggling with any of this stuff, be the first one to do it. Mm. Be the first one to do it, knowing that the, the the courage that you have to do so really will inspire so many others. And, and I can tell you as well that um, this isn't, it doesn't, you know, you don't have to be skilled at it. You don't have to be gifted at it. Somebody said to me once, like, Oh, like you're so lucky to have all those friends. And I was, I was like, luck has friggin' nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I've worked my butt off to gain all of these friends. Um, and God's blessed me with great people to connect with, but I've worked so, so hard to, to develop these relationships. And I've been very genuine and I've been very vulnerable and real. And I've, I've sacrificed a lot and I've connected with a lot of people up to this point and experienced a lot of rejection to get to this place yeah. of having these core brothers. Um, but I was willing to do it because it's worth it. And and I encourage you to do it too, because you'll find those people who are really worth it. And and it, it doesn't take a whole lot to take that first step. Uh, movie I love as well. Um, we bought a zoo. 
okay. when he says it's uh, five seconds of extreme courage. Okay, yeah, right? yeah. Right? When he's like, how did you how did you meet mom? And he's like, I saw her. I was walking by this restaurant. He's like, five seconds of extreme courage. Mm-hmm. And it's not up for shut up time. And he just like get, goes in and he's just like, hey, how's it going? Can yeah. I, can I sit here? And it's like just those, and it's jumping out of a, um, an airplane going skydiving kind of deal. Like just those few seconds of extreme courage, right? Go do it. Go do it because I promised you it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And it won't always lead to the greatest bro you've ever met in your life. But I can tell you that um, just like praying for somebody, uh, you won't always see the results right there in the moment. But I can tell you that long lasting are there yeah. and every moment you invest is worth it. Well, everything that you do is worth it. Yes. Every every connection that you make That's right. is, is important and it's going to have an impact. Yeah. Now, what you're talking about is this whole... It, it's scary to start something than it is to do something. Yes. Like, I don't know about you. I felt some nerves before starting this podcast. Now that we're chatting, it's just great. When you and I are having a, a deep conversation, it's really hard. Yes. And there are a lot of nerves to start that. Totally. But once you open the box and once we're once we're going in dialogue, there, yeah. there's, a, there's a comfort and there's a trust there. That's right. And, and these are the sorts of things that are built. They don't just come, right? It's, it's True. like you said, you built these relationships. Trust is something that's, I think trust is freely given, but you also, you want to be wise with it and you that's don't right. want to go to the far extremes right away. And so to, to share, I think it's a really wise thing to do to share with someone beyond you know, your wife or your dog yeah. or, or someone like that, Yeah. you know, something that's going on in your life, some sort of a struggle. And if the person changes the subject might not be your person. Yeah. If the person tries to change you right away, might not be your person. But if the person listens to you, yep. you actually feel heard. And if, if you're on here, um, Jen and I talked about this. I had an inter- interview with yeah, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, we talked about it. It's like you don't have to have all of the answers. No, no. You don't have to know everything. Honestly, all that's really required of you is just to listen, just to give eye contact, that's right. just to care. Yeah. Yeah. If you can do that, you are hitting the boxes. And be encouraged as well that someone doesn't have to respond well for it to have been successful. Simply the fact that you were willing to voice those things and get them out of your head and out of your mouth, mm. that's already, that's done the good work for you. It's beautiful if a brother can then go, oh, let me hear that out, like I'm here for you. Yeah. But even if they don't, they're like, uh... Like, don't be discouraged by that. You've said it. You've got it out of your head. And that's the first and biggest step. And also, that will linger with them. And they'll be thinking about that. Oh, my gosh. He was willing to share. Maybe I should be willing to share, too. Mm-hmm. And they may not do it with you then. But it might take a while. But I promise you it's worth it. And those brothers will experience freedom. You'll experience freedom. And more and more people around them will experience freedom. It's contagious. It really is. Like, so. I've said this or just said this. But it really is creating a culture. That's it. changing that's a culture. And that's we want to have... A culture of vulnerability where people are accepted and loved for who they are. That's right. That's right. And also, people are spurred on to become who they really are. Amen. Ah, Amen. This is good. Um, Dave, man, I know you got a meeting. You got to get going really soon. I do. But uh, I just want to thank you for for coming on. And uh, hey, do you want to close off in a prayer? Yeah. Yeah. Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity to be here, uh, to share together. Thank you so much for this opportunity to record this. And, uh, Father, for anyone who's listening, I just pray that this would be so impactful, uh, so encouraging for them. Um, if you're listening to this right now, it's not by accident. It's Mm -hmm. not a mistake. Uh, God wants you to hear this. He loves you. 
He wants that intimate personal relationship with you uh, through Jesus. And um, if that's something you never experienced before, uh, reach out, get in touch. Um, but it's as simple as it says in the Bible, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. He was raised from the dead. You'll be saved. Mm-hmm. And so we pray that for you right now. But for those who already know Jesus, uh, for both of you, I just pray that you would be strengthened. You'd be encouraged to know that you can be yourself. You can take off the mask. You can be integral. You can be real. Um, and you might be met with some judgment. You might be met with some condemnation. But um, brush the dust off your sandals and keep on moving because those people, if they're saying that, if they're doing that, you don't need to invest the time. Just be encouraged um, to continue to be bold, continue to be vulnerable, continue to share because it's powerful for you and for others. And so thank you, God, for the courage to do so. Those few seconds of extreme courage. Thank you so much for my brother Al and this opportunity he has to um, share and encourage other people as well. Bless him and bless all of you. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And uh hey, I love you man. Love you too, Dave. <laughs>